The Dark One has once again been freed from his ethereal prison, and the mantle of Warden falls to the Keeper of the Magic Sword. Echoing through the halls of the ages, the Keeper searches for the Chosen One, preordained to return the Dark One to his chains. The forces of evil gain ground, and the battle for the fate of the universe becomes more and more desperate. As the lives of the innocent are pushed toward the brink of destruction, the, the desperate cries come together in the greatest tale ever told. A story about the most powerful weapon ever created, the magic sword. A sword of infinite power that appears only to those in the greatest need. Hello and welcome. I'm William Morgan and this is 42 Minutes, a production of Sync Book Radio thesyncbook.com, a weekly conversation with interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. Today, we begin our March Music Showcase, a series of conversations with a handful of artists playing Treefort Music Fest happening March 20th. 23rd in downtown Boise, Idaho. You can look forward to our discussions with Disco Doom, Yvette, Sister Crayon, Story Grub, Iskadath, and just recently added Saint Seneca. Stay up to date with the showcase by joining our Facebook event, which you can find by liking us on Facebook. Today is the 4th of March, and this is episode number 126. Somewhere in the infinite cosmos, the ancient cycle begins once again. As evil approaches, so does the hour of need. Hello, I'm Douglas Bowles, and today this hour of need arrives in the form of a Kickstarter. Magic Sword needs your help, and your support can bring them to your town as they are looking to fund their summer tour. Check out their Kickstarter video found at magicswordmusic.com, which explains it all. And the tour, in a way, kicks off Friday, March 21st at 11.30 p.m. at the Knitting Factory for their Tree Fort Music Fest 2014 appearance. Today, for this 42 Minutes First, live from Sinkbook Radio Studios Boise, we're sitting down with Magic Sword, a sensory experience distilled in music, art, projections, and light, encompassing an epic fantasy like you've never witnessed. Magic Sword is writer an artist, Shay Plummer, video alchemist and psychedelic guide, Tyler Walker, and hero bestower and adventure soundtrack composer, the keeper of the magic sword. Hi guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. Great. Good. Great. So welcome to my broom closet. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Let's start with you, Tyler, just because last week when I was talking to Eric Gilbert, I mentioned how Boise's small. And if you invite strangers into your house, it turns out you know one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Tyler and I did the feast last year, I think, about this time. Uh, the feast is a micro-funding crowdsource grant where artists make proposals, and then the audience who gets a lovely meal votes at the end of the night, and the winner takes home a thousand bucks. And both Tyler and I submitted ideas. What was your idea that you were <coughs> pitching? Well, uh, and unfortunately, neither of us uh, succeeded at that <laughs> that pitch. But it was it was we were, it was too much for that crowd. I think, like it was like we were into heavy yeah. heavy stuff. 
Yeah, uh, I, I suppose it was to just try to get a, a little bit more equipment because it, when it comes down to it, I, I felt that it was a little embarrassing out of the, uh, well, the first, old technology that I was using. What is it that you now. do? What do you do? So, uh, so what I do is I take video and um, I suppose I, I map it onto objects and screens and I, and I mix it live for music while it's going. So to kind of make the video interact with the music that's playing at the time. So it's so that they, they go together. So the, the idea is if I do it well, you won't even really think about them as a separate thing. They kind of just blend together the music and the, and, uh, you know, I suppose it's trying to create Fantasia on the spot as opposed to, you know, like sitting there and meticulously drawing through it. You're, you're like trying to follow the music with that, with imagery that, you know, that matches that. So that, that, that's, I, I suppose that's the crux of, uh, of, of how it works. Do you have a follow up, Will? That's a negative. <laughs> negative. Dark side of the dark side of the rainbow. Exactly. That probably was one of the original inspirations was being um, you know, impressionable youth and sinking up Dark Side of the Moon and the Wizard of Oz and and then realizing that if you just turn the volume down, uh, Pink Floyd matches everything on television just because <laughs> there's that music is just dialed in to go with imagery. So I, I suppose there is a part of it that the, probably the seeds, of the, the inception of it started a long time ago. Do you know there are others like you out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met them? He's trying to put it as lightly yeah. as possible. There's like a whole community of these we, people. We have several friends that this is what they do. And they do it very well and it's mind-blowing. But you know, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think especially... Um, you know, the technology has become affordable uh, now to actually, you know, go through and you can really do some pretty remarkable stuff. And I haven't even touched the surface, really, of, of, of what it can do. It just it's a lot for one person to take on by themselves, because a lot of time, you know, I'm using software that is, um, you know, is used by other artists, you know, that are playing, you know, maybe arenas or, or large theaters, uh, but they have a whole team of people working behind it that are, that are doing things. And, uh, so, it's, and plus we're playing, you know, a little bit smaller venues. So it's about trying to cram everything into, you know, in, into the space and then, and then try to figure out what you can do with it from there. And so this is, this is your role in the magic sword. Yeah. Yeah, it's to uh, I, I suppose to help guide the experience visually because it's it's a full experience. Yeah, we try to make it you know uh, there's a bit of everything. If you go the 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 full journey with it, you know you get uh, you get a story through a comic book. Uh, you get whatever goes through your imagination while you listen to the music and and you know and the danceable side of it. And then if you just want to stand there and watch some some colors and videos and things, then you, you can do that as well. And hopefully you do all of it. Okay, but before we move off, we have to do a plug for Feast Feast 4 because it happens. Wait, wait I have something that I want to ask 
real quick because it's in reference to us, our sister show Always Record, episode 74 that they did back in January with, with this video projection artist, Michael Allen. Have you listened to this particular one, Douglas? Of course, I listen to all the Always Record shows. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do, do you know what I'm referencing? Yes, I do. So there's a there's a guy out there who's been doing it a really long time, and our sister show interviewed him, and they talked for like three hours. But it's real similar. What what's your question, Will? The, well, it has to do with what he said. He would put the the projections up there at random, right? And then it would just so happen that they went to the music, like the song would be, you know, the white horse, and a white horse would be. Um, up on the screen at the same time. Do you have any experiences that that kind of triggers a, a memory for? Yeah, I'm a huge, huge concert fan. So I've been to, I've been to all sorts of shows. But I, I feel like th those experiences that I got from having those moments at other shows, I try to, uh, you know, I try to bring that into on an independent level into a small like a small room or, or, or a smaller area because, you know, we're not working on the same budget that Roger Waters is, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but we're trying to get you there. Yeah, <laughs> but, but essentially what, you know, what he's doing and what we're doing there, there, there's similarities in between there as, as you try to, uh, uh, you know, as you try to figure out what the, what your limitations are and how far you can actually push the software that you use and the videos that you create and, and uh, in order to do that kind of thing, you need a good inspiration to take from it. And that all comes from, you know, uh, having a, a good foundation of music and and some solid images, you know, that, that send you in that direction. And then we all kind right. of well, off. What this particular person was talking about was doing it himself on random. Like uh, the pictures, it would be, he, he would try to... So the intentionality goes out the window. It's just yeah. So actually, the I okay. I see what you're saying. So the, I I suppose the biggest thing that I focus on there is not to make a literal translation of anything, which you can't really do when there's no lyrics. So it, it works out better for 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 what we're doing. But uh, I feel like the emotional tone is the best thing to focus on with it. So just to try to match the emotional tone uh, as far as whatever colors that you choose or how fast or slow things are going. Cool. So Feast 4 is happening next week, March 12th at the VAC. And and, and go and support that. It's a, it's really a, it's a fun experience. It, it is. is. And uh, the other interesting thing is that my wife's MFA thesis body of work is hanging on the walls at that same time, and so you can go and look at her artwork. Oh, great at the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful venue. That's a really cool program that's set up around here. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, please go. And I and think it's a good that. bunch of presenters this time. And if you were interested in getting tickets, uh, I think it's thecharmschool.org. It is, yeah. Okay, so here's the the cliche question that always comes up with musicians: Is it words or music first? And in this case. We have we have an ethereal interstellar cosmic oneness, and then an, a comic book artist. Uh, which came first, the mythology or the music? How did how did you meet the keeper, Shay Shay Plover? Uh, and what do you do? I 
do comics uh, professionally, uh, color right now, and then just like to do my own stuff um, on the side. Mainly right now, actually, Magic Sword. It's just kind of enveloped my imagination, you know. So that's that's pretty much all I'm doing right now, besides the professional color work for comics. So um, as far as meeting the keeper. Um, I'd like to give like an epic story in, in some, you know, netherworld, but I think we were at a bar. <laughs> uh, and then we, we had a mutual friend that knew about the project. It was really, really early on at that point and just knew that it would be right up my alley. And so introduced us and then ended up as, as time went on, he was involved at the beginning and then kind of had other obligations come up and got busy and things and then I stayed with it and so here I am, you know. Kind so of did the keeper's there. scores inform your writing or did your writing inform the scores? I feel like it's been a little of both. At first it was definitely the music, obviously, because the keeper had the music, some, some tracks, not all. Um, and so I would, I would actually just listen to a track on repeat and, and sketch, basically. And so it really was a, almost like as close to a one-to-one -one translation, at least in my head, as you could get, you know, with wow. that. And then as time went on, I think it's gone both ways a little bit, where it, certain images will probably influence different parts of the music but a lot of it definitely for me is is uh, obviously from the music I, I really do it, it sounds um, I don't know silly but I really do listen to the music while I draw a lot of the things so especially in concept do you have do you play a role at the live nope nope <laughs> not at all I, I feel like uh, what, what have I done uh, I've I've moved out. I basically have a honorary roadie position <laughs> where I just move equipment out and I get that brief brief moment on stage where no one cares at all. And no, you're gone. going to this one. You don't know it yet. Oh, because uh, I haven't talked to you about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I brought it up to you once. He he is this time because of the nature of the venue that we're using. The Knitting Factory. This yeah. is a big venue. It is, but they so the but the the additional bonus of that is they happen to already have equipment installed. They, so they my have, one job isn't necessary with moving equipment out. Okay. No, no, no. Gotcha. Now, you're, now you're gonna have multiple. Now it's moving equipment during the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought you sounded just different. Keeper. I disguise my voices depending on the realm that I'm in, so for now, I'll take on this persona. Sure. It's comfortable for us yeah. mortals. I, I, think, I think it puts everyone at ease. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm, I'm really excited about the night you guys play. It's a good it's a good lineup. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of cool... Yeah, but I think we worked out that night. I think, you know, I mean, a, a lot of the different nights, um, I say the different venues for Treeford that night seem to be um, fairly genre specific. There's like a, a pretty decent um, metal, heavy metal night, and um, I think like you know people who are going to be into some serious heavy metal probably won't really miss seeing us. Perhaps I don't know. I mean they might, but 
Um, I feel really, really pleased with the way that the lineup is for, for that night. And I'm excited. It's, I'm excited to see all the other acts that are going to be there um, that night before and after us. So. I, I got a question for Mr. Plummer. Yes. <laughs> who, who are your major influences? <laughs> um, as far as like the writing or the, the artistry? Artistry. I mean, he's obviously a comic book fan. Right. He'd, he'd be surprised, actually. I... I, I'm, I, you'd think that I'd be way into comics. Um, I'm really not. Like very, very few um, impress me. Well, I come what from about more, art, then? right? It's more of a fine art. I, I actually have my degree in illustration. Um, okay. And so I, I come from more of that that side of it. The reason this fits so well is because it is fairly. I mean. Yeah, it's that epic, cheesy fantasy vibe from the '80s, where it's all over the yeah, top. Yeah, heavy metal. Yeah, heavy exactly. Metal. And so that there's a there's a big one. Heavy metal. Mobius is like probably Mobius is my he's he's uh, loves that dude. Yeah, so that that's a huge one. As far as like if we could go with like sequential imagery, as far as that goes, yeah. Mobius would be top right there for sure. Like almost uh, the beginning and the end of it. So. It's so funny because that's what I kind of figured. I mean, when I'm when you're looking at it, I get that feel. So I don't. I'm, I hope that's a compliment. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like one. almost too much. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds silly to me, but thank you very much. All right. So uh, as far as fine art goes, who are some big ones for you? Oh, I don't know. I. Um, I, I mean, you got like surreal stuff, and it it always is. It, it sounds like a cop out, but um, I don't know any, any of the any of the surrealist painters really like the heavy hitters, um, and even down to like uh, Gustav Dore, who illustrated the Bible, like with old manuscripts and things. That's a really big one for me too because it, it still has that line work um because he's doing etchings and it's not mm -hmm. necessarily comic stuff but it, it definitely influences me you know and then you have like dolly and things like that that everyone likes but just that you know that kind of takes you somewhere else i'd say those were some of the bigger ones there do you guys imagine that a linkage between comics and music, or do you can you see you creating a series of comics, music coming at another time, or music coming and then comics coming, or is this something that you've heavy metal, baby? <laughs> you know, I think our our initial plan, our initial plan was just this one record. We're just gonna do this one record, and then as we started kind of diving into. Um, the plot and the story of, of this whole thing and the characters, um, we realized that you know we actually we actually have a pretty big uh, story to tell here. So we've been toying around with the idea of just doing um, several different volumes. Probably we're going to break up into smaller EPs so we can release it um, much more often so that we can get the comic out there. But the intention has always been that we'll just do the comics and the music together. And, but at the same time, we just kind of, we like to fly by the seat of our pants. So, you know, whatever works, we have no, like anything 
set in stone. So we're just going to go for what feels right at this point. And really, because I, 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 I do imagery with or without it being attached to a song, you know. So um, not necessarily full-fledged comics, but just like single images and things yeah. um, that are just inspired by, I would say. <clears throat> so. Do you use his images as part of your projection? Oh, yeah, absolutely. At, at, not at first. We, we weren't quite able to do it at first because... Uh, it all we had like a deadline to meet we we didn't quite understand what we were doing but yeah especially at the last one too <laughs> uh, it it really the last show that we did at the at the Elcora I think it was probably for me it was the highlight of 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 that show for me was the second to the last song was we did this really like uh, like Lawrence of Arabia style, uh, you know, where it's super panoramic. It's I don't know if you ever watched that on TV, and it's it's just the strip in the middle of the screen. Like nobody has a television like that. You'd have to line up three uh, TVs next to each other, you know, uh, uh, to get that kind of panoramic. And we did that kind of you know zoom in on the comic books. And when that came up, I, that was the most excited that I was. Like I, I knew it was coming the whole time. And I was just waiting to trigger that video and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when when was that show? Uh, October fifth, eighteenth, fifth, eighth. Eighteenth, I think it was. October, October like in two thousand three, like last year. So just a few months ago. Yeah. And you guys did Tree Fort last year also. Yeah. We've all actually we've only ever done three shows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's epic. We put so much into these shows that we literally could sell out a show and still lose money. <laughs> 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 we put everything into it. Like we we work on these shows for months. Uh, Tyler is like, you know, calling me at two in the morning. It's like, oh, dude, I got this idea. Well, and I'm just like, dude, I'm asleep. But you know, we just focus so hard on it, and 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 I think that we just don't want people to see the same thing twice. And so what about the live sound? How What is the difference between how it sounds on the record and how it sounds? And who's triggering what? I noticed that oftentimes I see you with the sword in the videos, but there's another guy playing guitar. Is that your um, brother's keeper or the keeper's brother? Or? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just another individual. <laughs> He's summoned only for shows. Yeah, my, my co-host. I mean, that was that was way beyond a good joke. Um, so as far as the live aspect performance goes, um, you know, everyone. It's obvious that it's like heavily electronic based music. In fact, almost totally, um, except for like some live guitar. But um, we, because there's only two of us, we definitely use like some backing tracks. And then we play live synthesizer, um, and we have a live guitarist, and then some other like you know effects, drum triggers, things like that. We try and make it as live mm -hmm. as we can amongst two individuals, I mean, as much as they possibly can. The, the problem, you know, is the music has a, an extensive amount of layers that is impossible to. And some of those layers, I know that you're channeling this from the Infinite Cosmos. But as a child of the '80s, you know, I'm hearing Lady Hawk and Blade Runner and Van Halen, and and then there's a, a you know a nice flavor of your Justice and your Daft Punk and sure yeah. Do, do I, these I do that. these yeah so uh, these are 
things that you're aware of coming from the infinite cosmos? <laughs> <laughs> We're aware of them. Um, you know, a lot of those things, I think the biggest influence um, for us um, is mainly like film from the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Um, and not specifically um, analog synthesizer soundtracks of the 80s, but just for some reason, for me, I think it holds a lot of nostalgia. Those soundtracks of that period just make me imagine and they just make me happy. John Carpenter. John Carpenter, huge, right? Right. It's a huge one. Right. I could listen to John Carpenter all day. And yep. Uh, and when I mention that to people, they're like, oh, he's just a director. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that, guy, that guy wrote all those soundtracks. Like, He's, he's a phenomenal musician, among, uh, you know, amongst many other things. But, um, yeah, a huge influence. And, you know, George Miller and, um, gosh, Vangelis, yeah. Tangerine Dream. I mean, all those guys were just... Isn't there, like, a keyboardy woman who did Tron? Or oh, you know, I know. Why? Why? I can't even. Yeah, Tron was like you know, Tron was like a. Tron was actually you know, it's up there in one of those soundtracks. It's like being so pivotal, pivotal, pivotal in in that genre of soundtrack. But really, it was, I think, mostly like orchestra. It had some electronic elements to it. Yeah, the original Tron. Um, great soundtrack, but I, I can't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I also use, just as a sidebar, as far as when, when I was asked about the influences earlier, that's one of the biggest ones, is film, actually, from the 80s. Well, that, so I hear genre. and can see, like, yeah. taste, it's not like a, a rip-off, but it's just this flavor of Blade Runner yeah. or, or Lady Hawk. I just love, and that is really where it all stemmed from and then in fact, when people come in they say oh my this is theatrical like they say yeah. that and it's like that's what i want that's really the goal is we're not trying i think coincidentally we we made people uh dance <laughs> we wanted to create a feel i wanted people to imagine something when they listen to the music and you know i i, I love all kinds of music and i think that um so the dance part of it probably just kind of got mixed up in there because of my love for different types of dance music. But, um, you know, I think it was just about imagination. Once people heard specific types of music or, or, or any type of music, I just want them to imagine. Like, the biggest compliment anyone can give to me is, God, when I heard this song, I just imagine some dude standing on a windy hilltop, wielding a sword and sunset behind him or something totally absurd and ridiculous. It's like... To the Keeper's credit, um, I remember when I first got in contact with him about the project and him being pretty skeptical because to him, he, like someone really had to get it and he didn't know if anyone else would really get it like that vibe, you know, and really buy into that, that time and that feeling and that nostalgia, you know, um, and then it absolutely, like, that's why it was such a great meeting. Cause like, I couldn't be more into that, you know? Um, but so that, that was totally like from the beginning, that's been the whole thing is that like, you, you've got to get 
you just you got to get it. And I, I don't know if you have to be a child of like the '80s to get it or not, but you know, it, it's definitely there. So. Okay, so sometimes I just like to blurt out words and have the guest, you know, free associate. So, Are you moving into the lightning round, Will? Yes. So we're going to do this real quick. I got a real quick. I'm just going to blurt it out. The first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, guys? Okay. <sighs> Go. Drugs. <laughs> Happy. Is it okay if my first thought was Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I suppose being the visual creator for it, like, I, to be honest, I'm aiming for the person that is on drugs. <laughs> Can you have a drug-like experience without drugs? Uh, no, it's called magic story. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, yeah, but that, that is, I suppose that's the other side of it that, would, that we're going for. But I, I feel like if I blew the mind of the guy that smoked the joint before he walked in, then everyone else thinks it's pretty good, too. <laughs> that's your, your this guy I'm gonna win this guy but if that guy comes up to me afterwards and goes oh my god I couldn't believe it all went together like I didn't think that was gonna happen but I know the other people they're like oh hey yeah that was great let's let's go home we're like hey that was could you believe that I did that but it, it, it is my goal to shoot for that person in fact, that's what we do for every show, is we search out all the people who think of smoking drugs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a smartphone app um, for that. Send <laughs> out a little questionnaire. But I, I, I suppose a part of it is is, is taking, um, you know, there, there definitely is a, a, a psychedelic element to anything you do with, with visuals and music, like, combined together, but it, it's trying to you know, match it up together using images from the comic and the music just worked out great. Cause when I, when I ended up getting uh, brought onto the project too, I was blown away. Cause I was looking for something to work on that you could do, you know, you could basically paint images on over the top. And I think I maybe pushed it much further than what uh, what he had in mind when he originally approached me about it. <gasps> he was like, hey, do, I mean, do you think you could play some video in the background? I was like, yes, I can, but how about <laughs> we do this? And then why don't we hang these things up here and, and I'm going to do this on it. And it was just, and then we just kind of blew it out. Of um, nobody really knows is that I didn't know any of these guys before this. Mm. Like I, I had this idea and then the ironic thing about it was that I sent, um, I had I had talked to a few friends and said, I, I need somebody who's going to do like visuals for the show, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you got to contact Tyler. And a week before, I had just met Shay and then Facebook messaged Tyler as a complete stranger. And then not even, I don't know, a week later, went to a brunch at Shay's house, where didn't know anybody, and Tyler was there, and these guys were both, they were both already like really good friends, and neither one of them had any idea that I had approached the other one. And I knew Shay was working on a project, but... It was secret, you It was a secret, he did the keeper. He, yeah, we gotta, there's a vow of silence that goes with that, <laughs> we accept it. Yeah. But, destiny. Well, so let's talk about the Kickstarter a little bit. What is why? Why are you guys doing a Kickstarter? 
um, so because of the, I think, how elaborate the show is, um, it's been really difficult to just, like, take it on the road. And, um, like, right now, we, we have a pretty elaborate light show. Um, Ty- Tyler, you know, does all the, the projection things, but visually, the lighting show is pretty intense, and it, it costs a lot of money. So we rent it every single show. Oh, wow. So it, that's where all the money goes. And so, um, like, okay, we need to get some, like, we need to get some equipment and some fixtures so that we can take this on the road and not have to, like, completely lose our asses on this thing. So we thought, okay, let's try and do a Kickstarter so we can have, like, some funding to at least get us through, like, the first 20 days and see how we do and then, you know, plan the future. So... That was the whole idea behind it, and, um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any sense of how a show out there in the world without any, how would how would that go over, do you think? How would it be received? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's tough to say. I mean, I think the, the fortunate thing for us is, like, our first show was Treefort last year. No one knew who we were, but for some reason, I think... Eric from Tree Fort and, and some other, I think, well-known people really kind of started to buzz about it. And we were fortunate to kind of like, you know, just have this buzz. And so when we did the show, um, the reception was just awesome. Like, we couldn't believe it. Um, and then it just kind of took off from there. And when people saw the show and how much we put into it, I think it really impressed them. And, you know, the next two shows we did after that, I think, went really well. Um, but in other cities... Well, I definitely caught that buzz. I saw it. I'm like, what is this? Like, people have been... Who are these clowns? No, I know. It's like all of a sudden, like, sword is everyone's Facebook profile. Like, what is this? That's another thing, is we, we really try and... Um, we really try and kind of get people involved in the whole thing. Like, we want people to not only like the music, but we want them to be involved in the whole, like, a culture in a way. So everyone started changing their profile. Pictures. Right. Like, hey, if you get your friends to do it. And, and everybody started doing it. It wasn't like anything blatant, like, like the magic sword. There are <laughs> It was just profile picture of a sword, nothing else. That's it. We just want people to like, what is this? What is this? Where did you guys play last year at 3-4? Which um, So there was uh, an electronic night at China Blue, um, which was an interesting thing. Interesting, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the venue is typically like a top 40 kind of like right. perceived as kind of like a bro club. Sure. You know? So we were actually a little hesitant at first, but... The building itself and the sound system it's incredible. It's, phenomenal. it's a really great facility. So is, um, and the women's bathroom is fantastic. Is that China Blue? No, that's the Reef. That's okay. Kind of street. This one's just—it's more like just a, a top forty dance club, you know. Huh. It's a you know drinking. Is it, it's it's enormous, yeah, and it's been—it's it's crazy because from growing up here in Boise, it's been a bunch of different things. Yeah, I think it, I saw it, it was Joe's American Grill back in the then it was Joe's Six of May. I actually saw Weezer on the Pinkerton tour <laughs> on that same stage <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's wow. like it's it's got a weird history that you wouldn't believe it when you go in there and see go go dancers and stuff now. But yeah. 
I and think it's Mardi Gras tonight, so right now probably there right are. Right now there are bees. It's unbelievably back. You should go down there. I'm sure that it will just take your breath away. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that's kind of a testament to uh, the vibe that Tree Fort puts out. Um, it has such a great sense of community that um, it can transform any venue into a Tree Fort venue. And it's it was, it was a really great night, and we were completely stoked. We had a great time, and I, I think people did too. I'm th I'm pretty sure I was out there. I was sitting out there in the middle of it. Yeah, Tyler's the only one that gets to. Well, Tyler and Shannon gets to see the wedding. So <laughs> I've never seen it. So. So so overall, gentlemen, what would you say your main goal is? Are you trying to start a new genre? Are you you trying to give back because somebody inspired you in that same way, or is it money? What's going? What are you going for? <laughs> Clearly, it's not. Right. It's not yeah. If it was money, we would have put money to it. Not trying to start a new genre. That's not the goal. The goal is to express our imaginations in the most um, fluid way possible, I think, through all aspects of like, the senses. But um, to be honest, I would like to be one of the best live touring shows in the country, if not the world. And I, I don't, I mean, and I'm not trying to be arrogant about that. Like, I just want to be able to produce that. I don't want, like, any recognition. I don't want any money. Um, although, I guess we'll have to have some money to accomplish the goal. But I just want to produce this thing to the fullest level that it possibly could be in. Unfortunately, like our imaginations are much larger than our budget. Yeah, that's the goal. Oh, among many other things. All right. So all this, I know this is kind of it's it's a bit of a sham. The real reason, the real reason we're here, the magic sword has come into my house. <laughs> Am I the chosen one? Am I the chosen one? I've known. For a while now. <laughs> Did you bring the sword to me because it's time to defeat the dark armies, rescue the princess, free the prisoners, found the new society? Oh, Douglas. You are pure of heart. It is obvious. <laughs> but I'm afraid the search continues. <laughs> Snap! <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we wind down? Uh, well, well it, I, I guess it's best, best to ask what, what they've, they've got, got planned. planned. Yeah, yeah. Any surprises for the tree part show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Even for me, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Yes. I, I have a 10 foot. Uh, I, I say it's a model, but it's it's about ten feet wide, and it's 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 probably about six or seven feet tall. So I mean, it's a fairly big model, but we have like a stage mock-up in my living room, much to my uh, my roommate's dismay that now we can't use the front door uh, <laughs> because I blocked it. But so yeah, we have, we have some plans. We got some some surprises. Uh, it, we're basically going to take this thing that I've constructed out of cardboard in my living room and make it very large. 
Uh, and, Very large cardboard. Yes, and even larger now that it's at uh, the knitting factory because uh, this is for our listeners. This is a, a pretty big venue, and so when we have the larger uh, national commercial touring acts come through, yeah, this, most of them go through there. The Revolution. We basically had to double the size of our typical production, so which um, is uh, daunting, but also like, we like that kind of stuff. We want to. And I don't know, I mean, we may, may possibly play some never-heard songs before. Perhaps. If it pleases the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I, th- I think we have, uh, out of all the shows that we've done before, the, I think this one's going to look and, and have a feel that's different. There, there's definitely some surprises. I don't want to ruin anything, but, you know. There, there might be some guests. There might be some some other things that happen. We're we're gonna have multiple projectors. It's a large stage. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting. I would hope. Perhaps we'll find the chosen one. I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> well, I'm still holding that. Uh, that was that was 42 minutes. Thank you guys for sharing it with us. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us. You've been listening to Magic Sword on SyncBook Radio, a production of thesyncbook.com. More information about the work of Magic Sword and their Kickstarter that ends in four short days can be found at magicswordmusic.com. For more information about the SyncBook, our guest, to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com. If you like... Please support our podcast. We urge you to become a donor. You'll find the donation links under each episode on the website and consider setting up a monthly charge. Thanks. And when the magic sword appears, good will always prevail.